I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now. And it's not just strength for, for strength's sake. It's for war to fight, both to go out and to come in. So a little bit of a recap here. Uh, if we go back to Numbers chapter 13, we read about how these spies were sent out to spy out the land, the promised land. This is where God uh, promised his blessing for his people. And these men were sent to spy out that land. And it says there in verse, well, it really starts in verse 26. You had these men come back and they're saying, yes, Verse 27, surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Yes, it is exactly as the Lord said. This is a wonderful land. Verse 28, nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great, etc. And there started to be this discomfiture, this murmuring this unsettling among the people so verse 30 caleb stilled the people before moses he's basically like quiet 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 settle down all this murmuring and and agitation among the people he stilled them and said let us go up at once now and possess it no more debating no more doubting no more arguing about this let's go now and let's possess it for we are well able to overcome it but the men that went up with him said we be not able so caleb is like we are able and the men are like we're not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we and they brought up an evil report of the land an evil report. This land of promise, this land of blessing, these people brought an evil report. Um, and, uh, and then, of course, the next chapter, you read about how Joshua also was saying the same thing. And the Lord is talking to Moses, verse 11 and onwards, and he's saying how he basically wants to destroy the these ungrateful, unbelieving people. And Moses intervenes. He intercedes for them. He it's a wonderful thing. This is a study all by itself. It's really quite beautiful. How Moses it's a picture of the intercession of Christ. And verse fifteen, now if thou shalt kill all this people then the nations which we have which have heard the fame of thee will speak, saying, Because the Lord was not able to bring this people into the land, therefore he hath slain them. Now I beseech thee, O Lord, let the power of my Lord be great, according as thou hast spoken, according to your word. Pardon, verse nineteen, pardon I beseech the iniquity of this people. And look at verse 20. Amazing words. And the Lord said, I have pardoned according to thy word. 
Now, that's the power of intercessory prayer. The Lord will say, I will do it according to thy word. Of course, Moses is just quoting the Lord's word. But um, anyway, look at verse 24. But my servant Caleb, this is Numbers 13, Numbers 14, sorry. Verse 24, but my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him and hath followed me fully, him will I bring into the land. Caleb had another spirit. That's what we're praying for. We don't want to fall in line with with the spirit of our generation, even of our churches, perhaps. Uh, We want to have another spirit. We want to fully follow the Lord. Now, fast forward 45 years into Joshua chapter 14. That was Caleb back then as a strapping 40-year-old ready to, to conquer the land, full of faith, fully following the Lord. And 45 years later, after they wander in circles in the wilderness, here we go with Caleb again, Joshua chapter 14, verse 6. Caleb said unto Joshua, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God. And so now Caleb is going back to what the Lord said. So he's harking back to God's word. Verse 7, Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me to spy out the land, and I brought him word again as it was in mine heart. God had given him him a burden. Okay, let's just keep keep bringing the application back to us. God had given Caleb a burden in his heart according to the word of the Lord back as a 40-year-old. Nevertheless, verse 8, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord. He wholly followed the Lord. Note that phrase, holy followed the Lord. That's verse 8. Look at verse 9 at the end. Because thou hast wholly followed the Lord. And then it says that again at the end of the chapter in verse 14. Because he wholly followed the Lord. But look at verse 9, just a side note real quick. Verse 9, Moses, where on that day, surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance. This is that promise that, that the Lord gave and Moses gave. Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance. I like to think of that as the certainty of faith, surely, and the circumference of faith. Only where your feet have gone and no further. But in verse 10, And now, behold, the Lord hath kept me alive. This is Caleb speaking. As he said, according to his word, these forty and five years, even since the Lord spake this word. It's always the Lord's word. While the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. 
And now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. 85-year-old man still holding on to the promise he received as a 40-year-old man. I want you to note that. When he was 40, he received a promise from the Lord. And the Lord gave him a burden. 45 years later, he's still holding on to that promise. He's still referring back to the word of the Lord that he gave me. And then that our verse in verse 11, I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, so is my strength now for war both to go out and to come in. Now therefore give me this mountain. So I, I just really wanted to make a comment and we'll wind it down here on unabated strength and where this unabated strength comes from. Okay, uh, you, you know, we, we talked briefly about, about this prayer meeting and, you know, whether or not we have the, the strength and the, whether or not we should continue it. And, you know, I'm not saying that, that one day it, it won't come to an end, but I think the principle that I'm trying to put out here this morning is that there is unabated strength available to God's people. There is a supernatural unabated strength that is available to God's people. In fact, uh, there's a verse, and I'll just look it up because I want to get the quote right. In 2 Corinthians 4.16, we faint not, but though our outward man perish, the inward man is renewed day by day. Yes, we will eventually, our bodies will fail us, they will grow weaker that's the result of sin, and this is just the way it goes. But the opposite is also happening. The inward man is renewed and strengthened day by day. It's a wonderful truth, and that's what this is talking about. I am as strong this day as I was in the day of Moses that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now. What is the secret to this unabated strength of a, of a Christian? That's what I want to explore and again, I'll just wind it down. What is the streak, the secret to unabated strength? It's in that phrase, holy following the Lord. Holy following the Lord. The secret to unabated strength is undiluted faith. I believe that. The secret to our Unabated strength is undiluted faith, a trust in God's word, a trust in God's promise, nothing doubting. We hold on to the promises of God without a mixture of unbelief. It says there in Hebrews uh, 3, 19, I'll just turn there again to make sure I get the quote right, Hebrews because this is basically referring to this, this passage. It's talking about how the children of Israel, for 40 years, their carcasses fell in the wilderness. So we see, Hebrews 3.19, that they could not enter in. Why? Because of unbelief. It was a lack of faith, a lack of trust, it was the introduction.
reduction of fear and doubt in the promised in the promise that God gave in the promised land. Now Caleb and Joshua wholly followed the Lord, as as I pointed out there in verse nine and also in verse eight. And the final word that I'll say is that when Caleb finally asks for the answer after all these years, in verse 12, he says, Now therefore, give me this mountain. There is his petition. Give me this mountain, whereof the Lord spake in that day. Again, according to your promise, O Lord. What happened in verse 14? Hebron, therefore, became the inheritance of Caleb unto this day. So he received the answer. Why? Because that he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. The application is very simple. I want to encourage ourselves to have an undiluted faith. And that simply means that we see the promises of God. God tells us that he will meet with us. God tells us that he will be found if we search for him with all of our heart. God tells us that that his name will be great and that his glory will spread throughout all the earth as the waters cover the sea. All these wonderful promises. And we hold on to those promises. We don't introduce doubt saying, God won't do it. He won't save my unsaved or lost or wayward loved one. He won't do it. We will see the walled cities. We will see the giants. And we will doubt God. And we'll have a diluting of our faith. No, let's be like Caleb. Let's wholly follow the Lord. Wholeheartedly follow the Lord. Even if it's 45 years after the promise was originally given. Wholly follow the Lord. Because then... We will receive the inheritance. We will receive the promise. Just like it says there in verse 14. Because that he wholly followed the Lord. Amen. Let's pray together now. And let's ask the Lord to give us this uh, different spirit of Caleb. I don't want to be that person that speaks one thing, prays one thing, but in my heart I'm holding all kinds of reservations and doubts. What what a awful thing that would be. Let's not be that way. Let's wholeheartedly follow the Lord. 